Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Sarah from Coaster Studios and GeForce, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Austin from Amusement Insider, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, it's Corey, the host and producer of Theme Park Pulse, the game, the game show for theme park fans, and you're tuned in to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge. Here are your hosts, David Cantu and Jenna Gazelle. Hey, how's it going, Jenna? Great. How's it going, Dave? It's going good, going good. Happy December 10th. Oh, man. Thank God. We're, we're almost to Christmas. Winter break. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're getting, getting closer and closer to Christmas. I will say we're getting closer and closer to the end of the year, too. Yeah. I have to say it's been one heck of a year. Can't wait to see what next year brings in store. You know, I really think that Christmas and New Year's, but New Year's, yeah, I have to say, I think 2022 is going to be a better year year for everybody i hope so i i know it's going to be for me just everything that's been going on this year i know next year is going to be even better but yep we are here again guys we're here back here in the studio and well like you said christmas is getting closer and closer and we are going to kick off our episode today with another very special guest we've got a wonderful coaster enthusiast couple named mark and natalie and they run the youtube channel m&m amusements Andrew is standing by with Mark and Natalie, but first we are going to do our lovely segment called the YouTube Highlight Clip of the Week. YouTube Clip of the Week. Alright, so in this week's YouTube Highlight Clip of the Week, we decided since Christmas is approaching, we thought we'd do a few Christmas editions of uh, video funny moments. So Jen and I happened to saw a really, really cool really funny uh, YouTube video. It was called, You Won't Just Laugh, You Will Pee Your Pants on This Holiday Season. <laughs> uh, so we, 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 we took the opportunity to uh, watch this video. It's basically like America's Funniest Home Videos where it shows a lot of the most funniest moments during Christmas. Christmas rendition. Yeah. And I will tell you that I was really amazed how many people have their Christmas trees fall to the floor. You know what I think of? When I saw that, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes, and in this clip, they actually showed a guy who brought a Christmas tree into his house. It was all tied up, and he went to undo the rope, and all of a sudden, the entire tree just expanded out and exploded throughout the whole living room, and it pushed him off to the floor. I thought that was pretty hilarious. But I think the greatest one, Jen, was how the kids were opening up their presents. The little girl with the Barbie, throwing the Barbie. That is so me. I got in so much trouble for that one of those. That's pretty classic, too, because I think Barbie dolls are usually like the number one gift a lot of people get in the holiday season too especially girls yeah but i love how some of the excitement like the one kid that uh opened up a gift and he got a helmet and all of a sudden he's like 
wait a minute, went running to the garage and there was a brand new dirt bike. And I was like, and the way how the kid was like so excited, so excited that he ran out of breath and passed out on the floor. I could <laughs> so see Michael doing that. <laughs> if he got a brand, if we surprised him with a brand new dirt bike, I could see him doing that. Oh, but I think the greatest one was there was that big red box in the living room and the two boys were wondering what this gift was and then all of a sudden these arms just burst right out and it became like this big box gift monster was going after them was chasing them all through the living room scaring them that was hilarious hilarious. that that is great actually jen i think mike would do that too to your probably (laughs) if he got up early enough before the kids which that's hard to do at our house yeah but this was uh i thought it would be a great thing we're definitely going to be putting this youtube clip in the show notes but you guys got to really check this thing out this thing is just completely hilarious especially with animals at christmas like the cat that flew out of the christmas tree i thought that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> dog dancing to the christmas dog, music yeah dog dancing to the, actually did a good job dancing to the beat i was like hey that's pretty good <laughs> But, you know, guys, yeah, you guys got to have time. Make sure to check down in the show notes and click on this YouTube link. You got to take the time to sit and watch this if you need a really good laugh. But I would have to say this is a good YouTube highlight clip of the week. YouTube clip of the week. All right. So Andrew is standing by with our special guest today. We've got Mark and Natalie from Eminem Amusements and this is going to be a really fun episode guys so take it away Andrew. Thank you David and Jenna. This is Andrew one of the producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast with you today and today I'm sitting down with a couple of coaster enthusiasts. I'd like to welcome to the podcast Eminem Amusements. Welcome Mark and Natalie. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Hello. Hi there. (laughs) Hi there. Good to have you guys on. So to start with, I've already introduced you guys, but if you want to maybe tell uh, our audience a little bit about yourselves, please go ahead. Okay, so I'm Mark. Well, as you know, I love riding coasters. I also love reading books, just traveling in general. I don't run much anymore, but I am a former marathoner. I don't know if that's a little tidbit of something you guys didn't know about me. Three, oh, nice. Boston, Marathon, three Boston marathons behind me, five other marathons. So I kind of miss those running days. Maybe someday get back into that. But right now, just getting some basic exercise, walking, and enjoying the outdoors. Nice. So, nice. Um, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned travel. You know, we, we talk about this a lot on the show. You guys have probably heard these pre- previous episodes you know travel and being a coaster enthusiast go hand in hand even for us with having all these amazing local parks it's not enough to just have those local parks you got to get out there and get yeah, to the yeah, parks. exactly yeah oh, get absolutely. out of your yeah get out of your comfort zone as they say and then you also mentioned the, the mar- marathon so you said what, what marathons have you done i did three boston marathons back in the early 2000s 2003 2004 and skipped 2005 and then did it again 2006 all running within the low three hour um, range so i was pretty competitive gotcha that's really cool that's awesome that's awesome all right well thanks for introducing yourselves so let's uh let's talk further about let's talk about coasters a little bit all right uh, for what was your first coaster that you wrote i, I didn't know that so <laughs> she doesn't yeah. she doesn't know hers but i do you don't remember mine. okay you were probably very young how about you mark do you remember so mine was the mine ride i was five years old you know our family of seven went to cedar point yearly in the summer my mom would get tickets to Toledo hospital where she worked and my first ride on it was actually at night i didn't know what to expect you know I'm, i was a pretty scrawny little kid 
said, you know, to not see where you're going to go, especially over water. Not that I was scared to go over water, but just the way that the, the car angles toward the water over that downhill. And I get on this thing. I am screaming. I'm kicking. You know, and I mean, it was Tim was my oldest brother. You get through the ride. You know, and then we come back in this. And as you know, Cedar Point, traditionally, they always say, riders, how was your ride? I'm coming in the station house in the train, bawling and kicking. And what I'm really saying, again, again. <laughs> and my my late father may he still rest in peace really firmly believe that that established me as a coaster enthusiast so mine ride was about maybe yeah, some, about seven years old mine ride was so it's so really brand new coaster at the time and then of course four years later after that i had my first ride on the major coaster the blue streak and that also was at night so there was a Interesting. and i think that's why i like night rides i feel you know, night ride on the beach night ride on the voyage i mean it it, 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 all, it all just kind of fits into place when you think about it. Yeah. And for you, you kind of, you for those first couple of coaster rides that kind of very impressionable on you were nighttime yeah. rides. So you kind of, yeah. kind of had that night thing going to begin with. Nice. And, and yeah. so your, your first coaster, you're talking about the Cedar Creek mine ride, right? The mine yeah, coaster. Yeah, Cedar Creek mine ride. Yep. Right. Yeah. I've been on that. That's classic at uh, Cedar Point. So, yeah. And so you were five years old. And so, you know, you wanted, you were like, again, again, I want to ride again and again. Yeah. And you said your dad. You know, he kind of looked at you as becoming a coaster enthusiast at that point. Yeah. So that actually at five years old, uh, we don't have people tell or anything, but I think you might be the youngest as far as how old you were. And you first kind of felt you became a coaster wow. enthusiast. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, That's because mo for most people, yeah, for most people, it's you know, maybe maybe teenager or later teens. I mean, David, he was, I think, in his 30s, you know, maybe 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 20s, I think 30s, actually, and he became an enthusiast. For me, I was 17. Just thinking back to other guests we've had on, you know, even, even people that are crazy coaster enthusiasts now have their own channels like yourselves, but, you know, very successful channels. And, uh, you know, they didn't become enthusiasts until you know, teens. So, you know, might be, you might be the youngest. That's uh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Well, funny. yeah. You know, it's funny now, you know, and I, I get in the mine ride in these last few years, you know, when I was a kid, it was no problem getting it. It seemed like a bigger seat. I get in it now and Natalie and I feel cramped. We've, there's been a couple of times we've actually had to get her own seat because those I seats are so too. tiny. My knees are yeah. like literally up against the T-bar. Like I can't fit here anymore, barely. So yeah. it's kind of funny that. Yeah, that's know. a good point. Those older trains there kind of smaller than are not as roomy and comfy as some of the newer trains but yeah those older rides like yeah you know, i remember i think it was called runaway train the mine coaster at my home park when i was growing up you know at that age at six flags great adventure in new jersey I, I remember that one being pretty small i think they actually still have that ride there if i remember correctly. it's been a few years since i've been there but yeah these older wooden coasters and, and mine train coasters these arrow mine trains they're smaller trains so yeah i know what you're talking yeah. about there okay so let's uh let's talk further about your coasters so you know, you're in your what forties now? Actually, right? just turned the big five zero. Just the turned the five zero, <laughs> and she called me. She yeah, calls me ancient. She touches my bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so forty five years of being an enthusiast—that's yeah. that's a pretty long time. So, yeah, it is. sounds like you're gonna have some stories here. Okay, so let's talk about between that first ride on Cedar Creek Mine Ride, whatever else you've done ever since then until today. Which would you say is the is the one coaster? And Natalie, feel free if if you'd like to share your your yeah. one as well if you'd like. But for each of you, which which is the one coaster that's scared you the most over the years? Nothing at all. No, no, nothing her. I know. You okay. Well, you got you got anything? That that's her. That's her. She's she she's a more of an enthusiast than I am. No, I was actually. I'll be honest. 
when I first got on the blue streak, I was a little terrified, you know, a 78 foot coaster for a nine year old. Again, I was still pretty scrawny as a kid and it felt like I was riding on rocks. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to fly out of this thing. Cause it was to my knowledge. I don't remember seatbelts being on the blue streak. Somebody else can correct me if I'm wrong on that. And you go down that first 78 foot hill over that bunny hill and you're literally practically standing up. Now, keeping in mind, <laughs> I rode blue streak during the buzz bar days. You know, the bar that just loosely locked. And that also, I think, was my love of older wind coasters, just get, getting that first experience with major airtime right. uh, was quite something. And you were you were practically standing up on, the, on that coaster. I kid you not. Still one of the best coasters there. I miss the older days. I mean, it's still a good coaster now. But a lot of me will always remember the older days of riding the Blue Streak as it was. And it ran, what was ironic, it ran 30 years exactly from 1964 to 1994 in that format. And then they changed it to, because of safety reasons for the ride. They had to switch it over to being an automated coaster from the beginning of the 1995 summer season. Okay, gotcha. Right. Of course, they're going to update it over time. I, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily referring to when you're on the ride, but think about it maybe from the perspective of kind of the anticipation before you get on the ride in the walking up to the coaster, being on the in the queue, in the queue, right before you board. Was, is Blue Streak still the answer for you? Or is there something else? Is there some crazy launch coaster, tall coaster, fast coaster, anything more so than Blue Streak? I think anything new that any of us may get on, and that be Natalie, myself, you, I think when you experience a new coaster like Blue Streak when you're nine or Topsail Dragster for the first time, and you don't, when you don't know what to expect, you get, you're getting in with a little sense of, of, of a nerve wracking feeling because you right. don't know what to expect. Right. You've watched other people ride it, just you've watched other people ride it just before you. And then it's your turn to get a seat and like, oh my gosh, what am I about to experience here? What, yeah. What's this going to mm-hmm. feel like going 120 miles an hour in four seconds? Right. And so, and you know, it's, and even same with Millennium Force when it opened in 2000. I didn't know what to expect from a 80 degree angle drop at 300, 310 feet. So every new coaster, I think, provided a positive yet. How am I going to feel about this? You know, I'm obviously I like them now yeah, because I ride them over and over now. And you know, we both ride them over and over. But I think it's kind of neat that, that it's a surprise for your body to have that kind of feel for a coaster. And then you get right. used to it. You know, I've written, you know, and it gives stories to tell. Yeah, I remember riding blue. I always tell people, I love sharing the blue streak story because I got the ride at a time when, you know, a lot of kids that are in our community today didn't have that opportunity. I think the ones that obviously got the experience of it, myself, Jeff Joyner, who's a coaster dad. Uh, I'm sure he, because he's got me by a couple of years. So I know he wrote it as a, with the buzz bars. I know he wrote Racer Kings on with the buzz bars. Uh, Cause right. I think his family went there more often. I, I remember hearing in his interview, I think he said they went there more often than they did Cedar Point. Okay. But, well, okay. Let, let's try and dial this in then. I, I get what you're saying and everyone's different, but I would say for me, and I don't know, I'm not quite sure when the transition happen for me but what what i'm describing is you know i just wrote a whole bunch of coasters in the midwest we saw you guys in hollywood nights kentucky kingdom i'd never been to those parks before and and all those coasters i wasn't scared and and my point here is is that with coasters and this is one of the positive things and something we really focus on in our in our podcast one of the part of our mission is about facing fear i believe that as you face fear time and time and time again you get better at facing fear where you get to the point where you don't feel it as often. And so that's why things happen with me with coasters and rides is that I've done so much. I've done the world's tallest, done the world's fastest, that a lot of the, even the new experiences for me, the new rides, 
they don't scare me for the most part. Right but now, and and I I would challenge. I bet that it's the same thing for you. Even when you get on a new coaster, some new coasters certainly right. new to you the first time that you're not necessarily scared. You're excited. Would right. you say that's true? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah I agree yeah, me too. Okay, now, and I think okay. that and I think that and I think that'll be the feeling when we eventually ever get down to ride Veloc coaster, which I think I'm, I'm looking forward to in the next year or two. You know, money is always an issue sometimes. Oh yeah, it's not cheap. Well, let me know when you guys come down here. I want to be. Oh, there. absolutely. And I want to be, be there for your first ride. You would be a, you would be a good host. <laughs> but in anyways, but going back to you guys, taking away the excitement part of it for a new coaster, just in terms of where you were nervous getting on a coaster on the line in the queue for the ride, you're like kind of nervous about it. not just not excited or not just excited. You were nervous. Yeah. Would that is I don't want to start kind of feeding you here, but but would that be Top Tool Dragster or Millennium Force or was there something else that really you know, like we're scared the first time, the most scared? Yes. Yeah. I, I think so we yeah, I, I think we both were. Yes. Yep. Okay. And and that's understandable. I mean, I'm yeah. assuming you, you were, did you ride Dragster around 2003, like right when it first oh, opened? Oh, yeah. I, I wrote it the opening year. They had already taken off the designer wheel and the spoiler. So we didn't get the experience of seeing the trains as they were initially. Right. But, right. Because so, they added, more. I think, was it added to two seats in back? I think, was it, you know, yeah, I think they added right. two seats in back as a replacement. Yeah, right. I mean, for I, the spoiler. Yeah. And I can't remember where I sat the first Did I sit in the front the first time? I think I did. Actually, just to feel what it was like. And it was unique. It was <laughs> a lot of wind in the face. Like, whoa. And right, but- then when I wrote it later, yeah, obviously you, know, you, you overcome the fear of a new go- And when I wrote it later and sat the second to last seat, I realized that I really love the G forces back there. There's something, I think that's where the catch car comes underneath and connects with that train. Oh, you know, right. You almost feel like you feel more of a force. Right, because it's connecting right there where the catapult connects. Right, right. The launcher. So I am so dying for a rollback on drags for everybody. Me too, though. Half of our friends have had it. (laughs) I have had friends that have had it. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Adam Kalish has had it. I'm like, look, I keep telling his Adam, look at you. Where's my turn? (laughs) But (laughs) and we've seen rollback. We just we always end up on it after it's had the rollback, so we always don't get the look of getting the rollback. Let's okay. rewind a little bit. Let's because okay. I yeah, I just don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. So okay. okay, so let's go back to the first time riding, even before you wrote it. Okay. So first of all, I'm gonna guess that was Dragster your first catapult coaster? I believe yes, yeah, yes it was. Accelerator style coaster. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So obviously it makes sense. Because, you know, they're much faster than even a lot of your magnetic launch coasters. Right. Certainly back in 2003, it was. Right. And also taller. It, it still is, what, the second tallest coaster in the world. Well, I guess it depends upon how you match it up with Superman and Magic Mountain. But again, one of the tallest. Right. But, so understandable why you'd be scared. So just talk to me a little bit about as you were, you know, walking towards this brand new coaster at the time in the park, online for it, you know, the lines can be very long. So you had a lot of time to kind of deal with your thoughts and your fears. So talk (laughs) to me about before you got on it, what was it like? What was going through your head? So like when I was in line, right? Is it? Yeah. So as I I was getting close to the car, you know, yeah, the the, the excitement, the intensity, the anticipation was kind of getting rolling. And, you know, I don't shake when I'm in line. I just like kind of get this real quiet nervousness about it. And I was that way with the blue streak, even back in 
in 1980 when I rode that for the first time. Yeah, and then when you get up to the gate, you're trying to get in. You're like, okay, you know, we're next. Okay. <laughs> then, you get, then you get into the seat. And I, I know we're, we're going, getting beyond what you're asking me now. Right. A lot, okay. anticipate, a lot of my anticipation really was when I finally sat down on the train. And after I put the bar down, or like buckled the seatbelt, put the bar down, and I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for this thing to roll. Slide. When's this thing gonna be done? Yeah, when's this thing gonna be done? What am I? You know, how? Too. You too. So you're saying the pinnacle for you of your fear, perhaps, was once you sat down in the seat. What is this 120 miles an hour gonna feel like? You're going up that high, coming down that crazy drop. You know, tallest drop you've ever been on. So it's just, it's just that, like, because you're about to experience it. What is it going to be like? When's it going to be over? So right. nervous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you went through that, what, 20 seconds or so, very short <laughs> ride, right? Before and, you can and, say your name. <laughs> right, right. And then you're done. How was it? How are you feeling after you wrote it the first time? I think my body just said, what just happened? It's over. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What's your mind say? I was like, I was like I said, that was a quick ride. I'm like, man, <laughs> and, and 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 I was like, wow, because that's about what it felt like. It was it was a wow ride. I'm like, man, right. that was nuts. What did your um, mind say for you though? I knew I was like, as in like my statement about the ride. Well, what what did, what were you thinking about the ride after um, like having been on it and you were scared of it? You yeah. conquered your fear. You wrote it. Yeah. How, what were you thinking afterwards? Were you thinking? Were you proud of yourself? Were you like, because of this new experience, excited in some way? Just talk to me about what your thought process oh, was. After. Oh, I loved it. I, I just, I, I was very, I was very glad to have gotten that experience riding that type of coaster and to, to feel a launch going that fast was a first ever for, for me and obviously for Natalie, I'm sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, right, you know, right. You know, and each, you know, as, as I've grown up as I've grown through the years and experiencing new coasters coming in like Dragster and Millennium Force, you know, the elevator cable, that was when that came out in 2000 for Millennium yeah. Force. That was unique. I didn't know what to expect from climbing up a hill that quickly. I'm like, wow, we're already at the top of the hill. Yeah, that's a great experience riding and that you, elevator. And usually yeah. you're like, you know, and, and if you compare that with Magnum, you'd have only been like halfway up the Magnum hill. Right. At that point. Like, wow. You know, why right. are all these coasters like, but I think the neat thing about still an old chain lift, like on Blue Streak or Magnum or Gemini, you're, you're, you're getting that just that positive anticipation because you, you've ridden that ride over and over again. You, you don't want that moment of climbing up to end. I think there's, right. I think, I think that sometimes, you know, in a positive way, it can also be almost not bad, but just sad that the moment of climbing the hill in Millennium Force or launching through direction that quick, it, it, the ride's over before it began. So you're like, oh, okay. And party didn't really get a chance to experience an inversion on Seal Vengeance. You know, something like that, it, it, if you compare that. Right. So what you're saying is that, for example, comparing, well, two Intamins, Millennium Force and Toppler Dragster, yeah. that with uh, with Millennium Force, especially with the fact that, the you know, the lift hill, you're facing north, going yeah. up that lift hill pretty quick, cresting at the top, and you can see the beautiful view of the north end of the park and, and Lake yeah. Erie beyond. But, but in any case, so, you know, what you're saying is that Millennium Force, because even with that fast elevator cable lift you know it still takes you a while to get up there compared to how fast you go up with top of dragster right and and then you've got a couple of few minute long ride lane force versus you know 20 seconds or so with top of dragster and it's over so quick I, I get what you're saying but but again sticking going back to top of dragster conquered this fear and gone on this totally new type of ride you know going through that kind of unique experience you conquered that you you enjoyed it did it in any way did 
conquering Topful Dragster, did that impact your life in any other ways compared to say other coasters that you went on for the first time? I think um, because it was, a, it was new technology. I, I think that's what really impressed me about it. I, I you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm glad I conquered it. it, it it's a, it's a great technology coaster, even though it does break down a lot, <laughs> but you know, I've, it's been exciting over the last several years of my life watching new coasters come into existence beyond topple dragster and blue streak and any you know just in general over the past 40 plus years four decades how have coasters and theme parks impacted your life in other ways like how have they been important to you they have for me and you know, i don't know what it is for now and she can explain for me it's a therapy away from work I, you know, I, I can't say that enough. I, any weekend I can get away from Columbus. <laughs> I do. I, you know, whether it be a new park or back to a park we've already been, just to get on a coaster for me is therapeutic and away from the concerns of everyday life. Me too. Same yeah. Here. I, you know, I live, in, I live in, a, I, I don't know if you know this about me. I have a, since childhood, I've had a diagnosed learning disability that most people, some people know about, some don't. Reading comprehension, sequential order difficulties. And I also had some social cues as a little kid that I didn't quite understand about interrupting, things like that. In the, and as I've gotten older, I've improved, but I, I, am, I face a lot of misperceived con- beliefs and, and what people think of learning disabilities. Oh, this person has this and they're not going to move up in their jobs. We're going to keep them at bay because we don't think they can handle a certain job. And uh, I, I, it's, it's frustrating because I do want to have a job where I make more money so I can go travel overseas and go to new places that I haven't been. And when, you're, when, you, when you've been restricted, I guess to a certain per hour job and it's i've been i've gotten better i mean i remember there were times i was only making like i think when i first moved to Columbus, sort of half my jobs were like 12 13 dollars an hour i'm up to close to 20 but not quite but i have a lot of skills i think that i could move up and be involved with working with management not essentially not essentially be a supervisor but work in inventory where i'm working with the supervisor and doing you know being more involved in why the why the counts the way they are you know making sure that inventory does not falter. Those are my skills having come out of the science field because I'm no longer in my field of biology. But I've I've had, as my late father put it, just a lot of bad deck of cards. And I think sometimes for me, getting away from the job and going to an amusement park over the weekend helps me forget about that. You know, I I go to Cedar Point, we go to Waldemere, and I'm like, I'm thinking about the park that weekend. I'm not thinking about my job, which for me helps me a little bit. Sure. So yeah. Same here. Right. And, you know, and like Natalie, you know, if, if I may speak to you. So Natalie has a, Natalie has a stammer. She also has an kind degree and she likes what she does her job. Yes, she I does, do. she does data entry at, uh, for Huntington Bank at the Bill Processing, Bill Processing Center. And she also does, uh, she also processes the payments. She probably would have an accounting job where she was actually doing auditing, but because of her, her, her stammer, it doesn't allow her to deal with people on the phone. She would, by her own choice, she would rather text, so, right. which is fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, sure. I, and I and I often wonder. I don't. I'm, I'm not with her at work, so I hope. I hope to God she's not being bullied. Sometimes, no, no. no, no. But sometimes in my job, that's good. I sometimes in my job, I feel that just by the fact, the fact that I'm trying to be more involved and I'm getting pushed away, and that's mm. that's, that's difficult to deal with. At least when yeah. I'm in a park, at least when I'm in a park and I'm among coast enthusiasts, you know, I'm feeling as part of, I'm feeling part of something. I'm feeling part of a group that includes me. You know, we have a great inclusive coach community. I made some of the best friends and I have Logan Joyner and his dad to thank for that. We have met Tyler and, and John who referred you to us. And I thank them hugely. You know, I, I, when yes. I got that email, when I got that message from you on Instagram, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know. I was like, wow, <laughs> somebody, somebody's thinking of us here. And I just, 
the careness in our coaster community really makes Natalie and I feel part of something. And we just, we've, we developed so many new friends and, you know, when it comes to coaster riding and going to parks and I think age is just a state of mind, you know, yes. I love, conver- I love learning things. I from. So. Yeah. I love learning things from younger people just as much as I love learning things from people older than me. Well, we've talked about some serious topics here as we always do in the kind of beginning of our interview and and you've heard our interview. So now we're going to get to the fun stuff. Oh yeah. So, (laughs) all right. So obviously 40 plus years of coastering, you've got to have some crazy stories. So tell me about your craziest moment ever on a coaster. Craziest moment ever on a coaster. I got a couple of them actually. So the first time, well, well, yeah. So, well, yeah, we'll go backwards. So recently, I know most people start beginning and go from we're gonna start and then go backwards. That's fine. So, now Natalie and I were on racer and we had bit what bare, we got maybe halfway up the hill on the lift and they stopped us. I'm like, what, what's going on? We're sitting there for like maybe five, 10 minutes, and sure enough, you know, up comes the point. Somebody had taken their phone out up front, like in the front the front part of the car, because we were more toward the back. I'm like, oh great, here we go again. Now, this is that common problem. Right. And we've seen a lot of this lately. People have been taking their phones out. It could, because they think there's no camera. There is. And it, and I think it's happened. I think actually it happened on the beast too, but we weren't on that train. Oh, Number we were coming back to the station house and they were, there was another train getting ready to go up and they stopped it. And half the train was still in the flat because somebody took out their phone. Yeah. And sure enough, in both instances, security was waiting at the security was waiting at the end for them. So that is, it is kind of a unique, crazy moment. That's for sure. Anyway, more, more stories. This is a, this yeah. Is a you have other story, other crazy coaster stories. Oh yeah. So yeah. we would, we, we, we were at the 50th anniversary of the Blue Streak celebration back in 2014. Was it the second? Yeah, I think it was the second time we got we were running on Blue Streak. We were wearing our 50, you know, the Blue Streak shirt we got over 50 over the hill in the back. I think you were on a train before mine, yes, right? We got separated somehow. Her shirt was bloody. I'm like, sweetie, what? She had a bloody nose for no yes, for no apparent reason. Oh. She got a bloody nose. She's like, it's like, let me came out. We, we watched out, man. She just had it all over the front of her shirt. I did. Was, oh, oh sweetie. Yeah. So that was that was that was, was kind of funny. Were you uh, now? Did you get up being okay was this a little minor yeah yeah, she, yeah yeah she okay that's good about, but i that's just thought good. that was kind of funny just not even oh, leaving yeah, this not even leaving the station house or having gotten back in and just for sure just covered in blood i'm yeah. like jeez yeah. <laughs> um, too funny wow so yeah just it's just wow. fun here crazy coaster stories okay well let's move on from crazy yeah let's talk about favorites so oh, what yeah. would you say I, is your favorite coaster Glossal. She likes dragster. I do too. I do. Dragster. Okay. Nice. Nice. That's it's that's a solid. I mean, it's fast. It goes high. It's got some it's got some good forces. Yeah. Okay. My my knees no yeah, my knees no introduction. The voyage. I love it. Ah. I just, ever since I attended Hollywood Nights, uh, I, this is our third time. And the very first year I got on that and got off after the trimless break run ride, I like, oh yeah. This is it right here. And as Logan share this, because Logan's description of it is right on. It's the beast on steroids. It is without yep. a doubt insane on the yep. 90 degree bank turns. And at night, when you can't see where you're going. And I mean, pitch black. I mean, because usually on the beast, you have some lady, you can kind of see what you're doing. You don't get, as you realize, you don't get that on voyage. You are going sightless through that back section and not right. know where those turns are. But I love that intensity of that coaster. It just, it's just a beautiful ride. The airtime, it just, it's my favorite, but I don't rank it. You know, relating to you in the voyage so this year, yeah. I think you already know, was my first time uh, at Hollywood Nights and first time at Holiday World. Yeah. Uh, leading up to, as I love wooden coasters. 
yeah. uh, leading up to before getting there, before going on voyage, my favorite wooden coaster and the only wooden coaster in my top 10. I do. I do rank top 10. Yeah, that's um, right. it, yeah some of us do. Some of us don't. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, was Ghost Rider. And I and I want to be clear. This is post 2016 Ghost Rider. This is after the retracking. Because okay. I wrote it before and it was not a, it was not the same ride. Even opening year, it was not the same as it right. was with that improvements with the retracking, all the the better wood and all that. Yeah. And Ghost Rider, after the retracking, basically almost it almost as trimless, I think. At least it was four years ago when I wrote it. And it is relentless. It's got great pacing. It's a lot of wooden coasters, and that includes the beast. Do not yeah. have good pacing, you know, yeah. and, and it's part partly because of the technology and the you know the age of a lot of wooden coasters. Um, yeah. Also, as part of this, is if you look at classic wooden coasters, the Cyclone, uh, you know, the Beast. They don't have a lot or or any, you know, even the really old ones like the Giant Dipper. I used to live in Santa Cruz. You know, it's yeah. a great coaster right by the, the ocean there. Beautiful view, like Millennium Force. Yeah. You know, these really old wooden coasters, classic ones, they have like, they don't have bank curves. Now, some of the ones that are not necessarily just brand new, some of the older ones do, but a lot of them don't because the, just the technology, the modeling yeah. wasn't there for it. Then the construction techniques needed. So when you get into a coaster like a Ghost Rider, like a Voyage with the, the bank curves and those overbanks they're almost they're almost like wave turns i, I yeah. looked at them uh, as wave turns yeah. basically on yeah. voyage i had never experienced anything quite like that before and you know i had heard people saying well voyage would be in my top 10 if the night ride actually counted but you can't yeah. count that because it's a unique experience in the daytime ride it's not a top 10 i don't know for me voy voyage daytime amazing still good still good it's amazing yeah. Yeah, that you can is. see where you're going and yeah. yeah, the trims are still, but this may be sacrilege, hot take, spicy take, warning. Yeah, Voyage at Night was amazing because you can't see anywhere. The trimless ride versus the trim ride, I didn't notice a gigantic difference. Yeah, there's some differences, yeah. right. but it's not like a dip, completely different ride. I think people get too much into the hyperbole of that and they get caught up with yeah. that. Uh, Voyage Daytime is an incredible ride and it, it oh, yeah. is the daytime ride, the one that everyone can get every day that holiday world yeah. is open that is my top 10 yeah. i'm not ranking the nighttime because that's a unique thing but yeah voyage was amazing yeah. absolutely amazing was... we talked about your favorite coasters what would you say is your least favorite coaster oh boy you're 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 you're, 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 you're gonna hate us we have a real problem with the slc's oh i don't know that's fine <laughs> we rode mind eraser at darien lake and we came off so badly bruised up. I, I yeah. Natalie was. They look like they look like somebody had beaten the crap out of her because we, we were both wearing shorts and it just. My head was just. I had to take an aspirin. It was that bad. And yeah. I'm not. You know, there was. I'm not knocking the park. They did. You know, their tantrum coaster was decent, and so was Predator. And I, I, ironically, I can I, I can tolerate T3. That's probably the lesser of the two evils. Right. But mind erase. Mind erase. Or just basically sealed it for us our least favorite it just yeah and that one still has the uh when you, at least when you wrote it it had the over the shoulder restraints right yeah 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 so i've been on a few vacoma slcs i've been on t3 now t3 at least has i just wrote it for the first time david and yeah. i wrote it kentucky kingdom a couple weeks ago uh, at least has those kind of um you know vest restraints it doesn't have yeah. the over the shoulder and yeah. i remember riding it because david and i've been talking about it when right before we got on it and thinking how much worse it would have been or i guess used to be yeah. with the vacoma over the shoulder restraints because yeah. i'm like oh wow this is rough this is not bad the way it is but with over the shoulder restraints oh wow and you know i've been on others um, you know actually some of the worst and david's gonna laugh I'm looking at you, David, right now here on the Zoom call. What some of the worst Vacoma, uh, 
you know, inverted coasters, uh, or I should say suspended coasters here, are the family ones, the hanging banks, as they're called. Yeah. Uh, I went on the one at Kitty, Legoland, Kitty Florida. Hawk, I've heard, and, yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, or Kitty, like Kitty Hawk. It's, yeah, it's the same thing. The, they're just, for what they are, for what little they do, they're just going round and round. Yeah, it's unbelievable how rough they are. I, you know, it's a shame. I know Vacoma when they developed those SLCs in, the, in what the mid nineties, yeah. they were basically trying to develop a low cost alternative to B and M inverts, which are okay. far superior. And right. you know, part of it is B and M's track style. There, the you know the quality of their engineering. Also, the four across seating is more stable. Intamin, they did Volcano, which I loved Volcano. Did you guys ever get to ride Volcano? No, unfortunately, unfortunately, never got to So that was two across, as I recall. Uh, That's, I think, one of the only, if if you inverts that uh, that Intamin has ever done. I only rode it once about 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, and it, it was relatively smooth. It was not an SLC level experience, at least when I wrote it. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. I you know you guys have no shame there yeah. about <laughs> SLCs. Uh, yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Definitely, you know, kind of akin to what you mentioned earlier. Kind of our our kind of last main question, and this is you know certainly you can talk about M and N amusements here, whatever you like. Yeah. Is you know whatever whatever other advice you'd like to share with our listeners, or other things you'd like to share with our listeners. All I can say is, guys, people, listeners, travel to the whatever parks you can get to that you haven't been. Now and I, we love small music parks. It's what our channel's about. We know a lot of people like to cover coasters. We wanted to do something different. I think our first visit was at Waldemere. Was that our first small park? Yeah, I think so. Yes. We love Waldemere. Just, you know, and of course, Ravine Fire 2, a.k.a. Voyage's little brother, Baby Voyage. I've known Steve Gorman, who runs that park for several years, because I'm an ace. Natalie and I are both ace members. He's always been at our ace holiday gatherings. And we did finally get to interview him. But there's something about small parks that I like. They're not as crowded. There's a sense of hospitality that's so positive at these small parks, holiday world included. Seabreeze is a great staff. Those are the kinds of things we look for the positives in those, the good food that unique foods that sometimes small parks offer that big parks may not have. And just some of the unique layouts of these small parks, you know, Seabreeze is interesting. It's, it sits on a, up at the top of the hill from Lake Ontario. I just yep, I've been the there. Bay, yep. Those Bayside parks. Yep. Uh, their Jackrabbit is, you know, so yeah, you get some really unique coasters that are their premiere. We, Nellie and I feel that that's our, that's our family. And we, we had a wonderful interview with Scott Diamond. He took us over. We could get some great footage of their Jack Rabbit coaster. I wish there was some more back behind the scenes footage where that tunnel's at, but you can't get back there. So we had to right. do make make do with what we had. But we had still have small parks yet to hit. Uh, Bob Kilner, who is he may have met Bob Kilner. Bob is one of the nicest, downright awesome photographers in the community, and he was hmm. one of our original followers. He recommended Seabreeze, which we've been to. Arnold's Park is on the list, and I know Coaster Dolphin was just there. I'll be asking him some questions in the text. So so prepare yourself, Bennett, if you're hearing this. Yeah, Bennett's awesome. Um, I love yeah, Bennett. He is. He's a great and guy. He, he, Talk about he, being he, positive. Yeah. Our, here's the fighting. Our, we started in 2018. The name was born in 2016. We were we got married that year. And my oldest brother gave us sort of a gag gift as my best man. And there were two long sleeve shirts with a coaster on the front that said Marital Mania. And on the back, it said Eminent Amusements with sort of a piece of track. Uh, <laughs> but we decided, I said, now, you know, if we ever have a YouTube channel, there's our name. Of course, I had to make sure nobody else was using it when I was doing my search. That's funny. I looked at all possible code, code variations right. to make sure nobody had used it. And so sure enough, and you know, we, 
we were able to get, we were able to use it. And then I had Chris Warner, an amazing graphic artist, did our logo, who also did uh, Coast Kids. And then we started Instagram, I think, uh, in 2019. So yeah, we're coming up on three years from an end amusements, and I've been happy with every vlog I've done. Now he does the photos for our Instagram, so we 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 each have a chore. Uh, we are just so grateful for the followers that we have. So for those of you that are listening, that are following us, really thank you from the bottom of our hearts. That it means the world to us that we're thought of in this community. Well, in any case, we've had a nice chat here, yeah, and uh, we it's been it's it's been a been a good conversation. So I'd like to uh, wrap it up with uh, you guys sharing. You already kind of mentioned your channel, but just to go ahead and share however people can find you guys your social you know what your social media what how to find you on the various things and then your youtube channel yeah yeah. obviously on youtube you can look up eminem amusements and then our instagram this is an interesting one m underscore a n d underscore n underscore amusements or if you do a search for mark and ali it should also bring up our instagram account there so you got two options there. We do have an email associated with our YouTube account, and that is M M and N Amusements with the and being spelled out, not the ambersand symbol at Ohio at gmail.com. So M and N Amusements Ohio at gmail.com. If you want to reach us there. But yeah, that's all. Yeah, we don't have, we're we're in the process of working on a, a web page, but it's gonna take some time and we're getting some uh, some help from somebody we know that does our merch because what we will eventually want to do with our, you know, and that's their thing too. Most people do not know this about us, and some do. We are known for just giving our shirts away. Some have charged, but we feel that the gift of being follow being followed by our, our followers deserves a freebie. And it just, we show our appreciation by just giving people a shirt. We love doing it. it just, I, I am a giver. I, I love giving. I am even above receiving. I'm a giver. And I, I can see that with your personality. And thank you, by the way, for the yeah, shirts oh, you absolutely. gave David and I. Yeah, and it's awesome. No we appreciate that. that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mark, Mark and Natalie, so much yeah. for our chat today. And a great, great conversation. I loved hearing all about your coaster adventures. And I loved hearing about all this positivity you're trying to spread. And just keep it going. So thank you very much. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Mark and Natalie. Really appreciate you guys coming on the show today. Really great conversation there. Their whole story about how coasters and everything started and uh, just how the, the challenges that they went through, but how roller coasters have really like helped him in his personal life and his personal career, how facing fears and all that stuff. And it's really amazing what roller coasters can do to a person by helping them break their fears mostly the the therapy it helps with yeah for a lot of people he's a really good example of how theme park therapy it's something that andrew has always been talking about on this podcast during his interviews is that yes theme park therapy is very real it does amazing things to people and mark and natalie are a testament to that so i really want to thank you guys for coming on to the show but anyway guys we've had a very exciting it's been a very exciting episode and uh we've got another exciting one coming out next week so justin how can they find us on social media if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and if you want to see more from us we upload every friday and check us out on facebook instagram twitter youtube all at coaster challenge links in the description thank you justin yes guys make sure to hit that subscribe button make sure to like us on your favorite podcast network make sure to give us a review too and give us a five stars rating we really need the reviews so we really appreciate if you take the time to really write one out for us we would really appreciate that we got a very exciting episode next week christmas is getting closer and closer so we'll be doing even more special things as we get closer but until then this is david this is jenna and we'll see you next week right here on coaster challenge